Guys, here's the thing about branding. It is very complicated, and if you're not great at taking all the abstract thoughts that you have in your brain about what it is your business actually does, who is your ideal client avatar, and what is the niche that you're going to own within your market, and then how to make all that come together in a cool, catchy, consistent brand presence with logo design and color schemes and taglines, apparel, and more... That's why I always recommend to my clients to go work with Boris over at Metcon Creative. You guys know me, and you know I've got some pretty damn good branding chops. I am no slouch when it comes to bringing a brand to life, but when I even wanted my own branding done for my micro gym, Urban Movement, I knew I wanted to work with the best, so I went to Boris. He takes you through a complete brand workshop to help you accurately articulate everything you want your brand to be, who you want to service, and how to perfectly craft the vibe and feel. And what he's able to create in terms of logo designs and color schemes, iconography, taglines, apparel for merch, and more is simply incredible. He is a true master at his craft. And if your business needs your branding to come to life with digital assets, I highly recommend you head over to metconcreative.com.au. And have a conversation with my dude Boris as to how you guys can work together to make your business fully come to life through the art of branding. Boom. Good deal. I'll let you go first with your show and tell, and then I'll do okay, I'll do mine. And um, cool. What is up, guys? It is Stu, and it is another episode of the What the Fuck Gym Talk podcast with my favorite fucking segment, branding with Boris. Boris. 2021 first time we're talking how you doing buddy great i was just telling Stu before we hit record um our 11 month old daughter she's 11 months old today is finally sleeping through the night we that's a win that's a fucking win that's a huge win so we did like a, a this gentle sleep training method with a with a coach out of melbourne australia and um it's just game changer like three nights after doing this she slept through the night so now she's 12 hours a night like clockwork and um i haven't been this rested in a long time so how did you find out about this sleep coach for babies this is why i love email newsletters so i follow a woman called fiona kilaki she's a business coach for creative people out of melbourne as well and she writes a weekly newsletter that i read and she mentioned it in her, like what she's grateful for in 2020. And she said, after 15 months of not sleeping through the night, this wizard helped us and linked to this uh, sleep coach, Amy Hubner. Um, shout out to her. And that's, I was like, okay, I trust this woman. And this is, I guess, straight into branding, but um, you know, I trust this business coach. I, I like what she puts out, adds a ton of value. And I was like, you know, she's the, she's the kind of person who I would take advice from. So booked it in straight away, and within a week, baby was sleeping. It's amazing. It, but it's amazing. Like go back to that's email marketing, email exactly. marketing, right? Like it, it's so it's so simple. But the well, while email marketing was the vehicle, she's yeah. built a brand, a reliable brand where you trust what she says. Exactly. Um, I started doing again here in 2021, just random emails, just like yeah. random little emails. They have no point. There's no intro. It's just me talking and ranting. It's maybe 400 words. And I did one the other day, like three apps that get me back my time. Like yeah. um, I, I, I'm a one man show with the content. I shoot it. I script it. I edit it. I do all that. So I need to be as mad. I need to be super productive. So I yeah. listed out three 
apps and one of them had an actual affiliate link. So I like got to see how many people like, holy shit, a lot of people clicked on that and signed up. That's yeah. pretty cool. The other two weren't affiliate. They're just websites. Um, yeah. But I can track how many clicks happen there. And I was like, oh my God, like the amount of people, it, it's good. They just trust it. They trust you. Yeah. And, and and this, like, she wasn't like, it wasn't like a affiliate. It wasn't anything. She was just like shouting this woman out like because yeah. it helped her, you know? And I think it's, I love email for, you know, just for branding. I'm going to get back into my newsletter this year. It's one of my big goals because I just think it, it's, it's somehow flipped where email was like, ah, it was like telemarketing for a while. And now it's gone back to like the most personal digital communication, right? Yeah. Especially if you do it right. If you can just make it simple, if you can make it just seem like a real love letter, a real communication piece, like a, a yeah. lengthy text, a friend would send you, you know, exactly. kind of scenario, then, then you've got it. You've got something there. Um, um, I'm a little bit, um, well, first of all, I'm, I'm kind of, I've pushed Joel off his perch and I'm the favorite segment. You said that, so I'm yeah, happy yeah. but I'm a bit upset. I'm not on this email list, man. Like, uh, I got, I'll, I, I will, I, I will add you and dude, and I have the best branded unsubscribe ever. I don't have an unsubscribe. <laughs> I don't have an unsubscribe button at the bottom of the email. It says, if you no longer want to receive these emails, you simply have to reply back in all caps with fuck off. <laughs> I love that. And people, some people do, they'll reply back and just fuck off. And then other people will say, fuck off, dot, dot, dot. Just kidding. I wanted to see if you actually reply to these. Um, but yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. Yep. The, I used to follow um, the guy who wrote Company of One. And like, oh, he Paul had a, Jarvis? A, yeah, Paul Jarvis. You, you um, saw I interviewed him. I did his last interview ever. His I last haven't watched it yet. Yeah, his I last podcast it. ever I got to do. That's amazing. Yeah, How man, was it? It, was, it was dope. I, I think yeah. it was dope. Here's I'm, here, here's here's transparent. Here's the truth for any, everybody else. Um, we were in Cleveland, Ohio, and visiting family, and, and me and Jess have been out, and we've been having some drinks and having a good old time and taking photos of the city. And I almost like forgot that I had this thing. So I'm like jumping on this call. I've got a little bit of a buzz on. I'm totally like I had to run to Best Buy. We had to go to Best Buy so I could get a fucking headset. I forgot my mic, all that <laughs> shit. And I like, nice. I mean, I put it together. I'm in this shitty Airbnb with no lighting. The video is yeah. dog shit. I think I just I went with audio only on it. But I, I yeah. got on on time and you know, the internet, the Wi-Fi there in Cleveland, Ohio, the shitty Airbnb was good enough, but it was a cool interview, man. That's awesome. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and listen. But yeah. To that so one he. But sure. anyway, going back to that, he had a great Sunday newsletter, and he can't. He shut it down. Yeah, he shut it down. Um, which I was very upset about. But the guy owes me nothing, so <laughs> I was like, I'll just be sad not to get him. Yeah. But at the start of his email, he had like, um, if you don't want to read this, like, just unsubscribe now instead of like hiding it in the footer somewhere to make it hard for people. He's just like straight up about it. And I love that. His website like is so good now. Go to his website now. It's literally nothing but just HTML code. It just says, um, uh, my name is Paul Jarvis. I used to have a personal brand. Now I don't. I love like it. that's the website. It's the complete, yeah. the website's completely scrapped. It's like scraped. It's gone. There's I no images, it. no graphics, nothing. My name is Paul Jarvis. I used to have a personal brand. Now I don't have a good day or something like that. That's so, awesome. Yeah. I love that. I love that. <laughs> Way to go out on top. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, let's go ahead and kick this off. You sent me, Boris sent me over. He, you were on this. You were, you were like 2021. I'm, I'm making sure me and Stu aren't just fucking flying by the seat of our pants. You sent exactly. me over kind of, a, you sent me a good outline. Go ahead and kind of kick off. Cause I love this first part that we've got going on the, you know, kick off this first part for us. So we wanted like just to give you a little bit of background of this like you know i listen to a bunch of podcasts as well and i'm like you know 
me and Stu rambling, it's kind of cool. A few people have like reached out and told me they enjoy it, but I did want to bring a little bit more structure to it. Uh, not to make it stuffy, but to give us, you know, some direction of what to talk about and to make sure we're giving value to you guys who are listening and that you get practical things to improve your brand. Uh, the first thing we have though is kind of like this show and tell, uh, which is something cool that we've seen from around on, on the internet, in the real world, wherever. And we kind of share and I'll, I'll start mine. And this was something that I noticed in December. I found it's, it's a gym in Atlanta called Noble Clay Fitness. And what they've done is they have like kind of like a sliding scale membership, depending on your household income, uh, it sets different prices for how much you pay. And if you're on a really low income, um, you don't pay anything at all. And it gives people an option to sponsor someone's membership so that, you know, when they open their gym, they're very intentional about uh, really being about the community and making sure that fitness, high-end fitness, like these are OPEX CCP certified coaches. And I believe OPEX sponsored their CCPs, which was good of them, but uh, they wanted high quality fitness coaching to be accessible to everyone. And they created this whole model around it. And it's one of the coolest things that, that I saw. And I reached out to them and told them I thought that that was awesome. And yeah, this is, I'm on their website right now. I'm over here uh, mm. on my sidecar. And it's, I mean, they even have a, a section of their website, racial reconciliation, where they're mm-hmm. sitting there. They talk about, you know, we, we mourn and condemn our country's long relationship with racism. Here's what we're doing. And this is what we're committed to do as an organization. And uh, this is a robust page. Very, yeah. very, very cool. Yeah. I, I, I encourage you all to go on their website, go on their Instagram and they really, you know, everyone did their, their, their thing, you know, when, um, when the whole George Floyd thing happened and they've carried it through. And I, I, I think this started before then, but it definitely amplified what they were doing. And I think, if you can tie what you're doing back to a cause, it makes it all the more powerful, especially when it's as genuine, authentic, and transparent as, as they are being with Noble Clay and they're pretty open about challenges. And um, I just all, all credit to those guys. I think it's I, a really cool thing. Yeah, I got to get these guys on the, but this is a 501c3. So in the US, that's a nonprofit yeah, that's here a non-profit, in the US. Yeah, so yeah. it's a nonprofit. And I'm looking at this, their consultation is $0. Their onboarding, which is three PT sessions, is one ninety nine, and then your membership fee is based on household income. So it could be anywhere from whatever low to up to two hundred ninety seven dollars per month. And yeah. uh, this is very fucking interesting. And yeah. I, I, you, you sent me over the email, the overview on this. I did. I like. I didn't investigate it any further. Yeah. These guys will be on my. It'll be on my short list of people to reach out to. They got to. They got to be on the podcast because I think. Yeah. I would just love to learn more about them and and if there are people out there like them who are doing this stuff. Like, if you if you dig into the website, they have, you know, how they do the pricing based on what the household income is and stuff. Because what it says on their site, and I'm sure a lot of people are in this situation. They're in an area where house household income ranges from like as low as twenty thousand dollars a year to over a hundred thousand and that's a huge scale so why should everyone pay the same gym membership it's kind of it's an interesting way to do business and i'd love to hear 
more about the behind the scenes. So yeah, get them on the podcast. 100%. So, but like, do me a favor and talk to us about, talk to us a little bit about like, like the branding side of this thing, like, you know, from a brand perspective, creating that kind of a brand promise. Why is that? Why did that stick out to you so much? Obviously it's unique. There's not a lot of 501c3 gyms. There's not a lot of people doing uh, household uh, income based memberships, Mm -hmm. but why do you think that's so significant? Cause again, I, I really think really quality brand stuff is hard to actually replicate. Anyone, you know, yes. you become a 501c3, you can do that membership option if you wanted. What What's so interesting to you from a brand perspective here? They have told the story really well. That's the first thing that kind of intrigued me because I've seen gyms before who have like an altruistic aspect to them. But What's really great about these guys is it seems to have been there at the inception, right? It wasn't like, oh, our gym's doing well. We have 200 members and now we're going to give 10 memberships away for free every year to the underprivileged. It was like a key, like the brand was the business and the business was the brand from day one. Their execution, you know, Noble Clay, they have a crown, the have a purple and a brown, which is like uncommon in in the fitness world so they've stood out in how they tell their story and they've also stood out in how they've done it visually but i think the thing that ties it all together is the authenticity of it and the transparency with which they do it you know they've it's it's very easy to kind of pay lip service to this stuff and we see a lot of kind of performative activism and and you know just you know just altruism for show from brands big and small but these guys really seem to be about it and it, it ties in through everything. You go on the Instagram and it's it's high quality. And just because it's nonprofit doesn't mean that it's cheap looking brand work. Like they yeah. they seem to have really done a great job and and, and I love it. I mean, they've got, uh, if you go to their about us, you know, every other, most gyms are going to have like, ah, I got my level one in 2015 and blah, blah, blah. This has explains their board of directors where they have a board chairman, a vice chair. They have a CFO advisor, a secretary, a board doctor. Um, that also on the board is the head strength and conditioning coach for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, the board tactician, a board strat like this. It's just crazy crazy impressive yeah uh, ben davis uh it looks like he's one of the the founder of this business um, yes super super cool and then you know from a you know branding is obviously what the consumer thinks about it but they also have this i'm gonna do a quick screen share so i can make some video contests any of you guys who are listening mm-hmm. to this on the podcast you're gonna have to come and check out the video content i'll create on this but um and i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna share the audio with you too real quick We've got a little promo video and part of me is just kind of really curious to go ahead and, uh, and see what this is all about. This little promo video here. Do you see that? Looking for top-notch fitness coaching in a community that fosters healthy relationships and proven results. Introducing Noble Clay Fitness. We aim to provide you with the best personalized fitness coaching as we believe in creating an environment with people from all backgrounds who are committed to long-lasting results. Our fitness nonprofit offers individual design to all members. You'll start with a consultation that builds trust with your coach. Next, your coach will assess you so he or she can build the best plan that immediately delivers you the right exercises in your program. You'll receive your personalized fitness program through a platform called True Coach, 
where you and your coach will connect seamlessly in person and through both video, chat conversations, and monthly in-person mini-consultations to ensure you are tracking towards achieving your goals. If you're ready to be held accountable, Noble Clay will help you live your best life. Claim your free consultation today. So, Looking for top-notch fitness what, coaching? What I love about that, this guy... Ben Davis, and I, I've worked with a lot of OPEX gyms. You've worked with a lot of OPEX gyms. Yep. I know the model and the brand very well. He could have very well just became OPEX Atlanta or gone that typical route. And he mm. obviously, it's not that, you know, I don't think Ben Davis, and I don't want to speak for him, but I'm going to speak for him. My guess is he didn't wake up one day and say, man, I bet you if I come up with a different, if I do individual design like an OPEX gym, but I do it under a different cool name, man, Noble Clay. I had that idea in the shower. That's going to sound cool. That's going to work. No, it sounds very purpose-driven. The guy didn't yeah. wake up with looking for a cool brand. He probably mm -hmm. woke up with an absolute passion. Who knows? Maybe he's got a backstory. He's got, you know, underprivileged. He was poorer than dirt as a kid. He barely had access to fitness. He broke into the high school at night to work out like that kind of a story or something yeah. like that. And, yeah. and it, it pushed the path for this. And I just, um, yeah, it makes me really want to get into his story even yeah. more, but, uh, yeah, very and interesting. Nothing. Yeah, it is. It's, it's very interesting. And, um, it, they talk about, uh, not being an OPEX gym, but being very aligned with the values of OPEX in there. Um, so that piqued my interest as well, because, I think it's just that they they seem to have been very steadfast about their purpose from day one. And I think as a brand, that's that's one of the best things you can do is like hold off on that logo for a little bit, you know, like do the groundwork first, do the, like figure out what you want to be about first and you'll be better served in the long run because what they're presenting now is like a place you want to be part of. Like how cool would it be to go to a gym and, you know, like – you know, you might be paying the top rate or you might be paying something in the middle, but understanding that everyone's being served by this place, you know, I, I think that's really cool. So that's that's my show and tell. And I hope that you can get Ben on the podcast or someone from from the from the gym on the podcast. I'd love to hear it. Yeah, I, I think it's a very cool story. And I think, you know, I think it also helps break the confines of, you know, what most typical owners think of as branding and that mission and their execution on that. That is what branding is. That's what's going to create the thought process in the minds yeah. of the individuals who interact with it, either as a, a lead prospect customer, former customer, employee, passerby, relative of a customer who goes there, whatever it may be. So, um, very, very fucking cool. Yeah. Now, my show and tell is is definitely it's definitely more on the the comedic relief side, and and one hundred percent so. So, I was looking at you know just googling best marketing campaigns in twenty twenty. We did this in the very beginning when COVID first hit. You and me shared some really cool marketing campaigns. Yeah. Guinness had one after St. Patty's Day was canceled. All this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but now looking at in post, now that we you know every, you know these great marketing agencies had. 12 months to sit on it and see the the shit show that was 2020 my concern what i really wanted to see is how do brands going to go ahead and use a marketing avenue like video digital marketing and to create a different brand experience or feeling or connotation towards that so what i'm going to share with you here now this is um match.com Okay. This is match.com. This is a minute and 27 seconds. Again, for those of you guys that are watching along, rock on. Those of you guys who are listening, when you get home, don't do it while you're driving. Please come in and take a look at this. But uh, here we go. 
me go this full screen. Zero, two zero. Please call me twenty twenty. I love the Taylor Swift song. So, where are you from? Who? Me too. Call me or save me. I've been feeling so alone. I keep waiting for you, but you never come. Is this in my head? I don't know what to think. He melts. So oh, man. it's so good. And okay. And now here's the part where I got to, I, you know, I got to do my thing now and bring it into how a, a micro gym owner is going to relate to this. Um, I truly believe when I look at everything I've ever recommended to uh, the fitness industry, the micro gym industry to, from a marketing standpoint, everything that even my own urban movements doing every other gym, the one element of that, that's never present is comedy it's the one thing i like literally if you i could find maybe a one one or two instances i've ever seen some type of content promotional well thought out i'm not talking just a funny story on someone's instagram at their gym but like an actually well thought out promotional video piece of content that was funny where the job the goal was to make somebody laugh and i believe obviously in 2020 more than ever making people laugh wins absolutely fucking wins and, and so what i liked in that video and it's just a little background uh everyone's familiar with ryan reynolds yep. um maximum exertion is the name of his marketing company and he actually so he does mint mobile he owns aviation gin he did match.com he's done a couple others but they essentially create uh you know uh marketing pieces but when I thought about this for a gym, like how could a gym go ahead and how could we poke for, now that down to the now that we're in 2021, 2020 is still relative. Like it, yeah. it's not like oh 2020 is over. It's like okay, here's a great example. I sometimes have forgotten a holiday at Urban Movement on the marketing calendar, and then mm -hmm. like you know like two days later, I'm like oh my god, we totally forgot to talk about what you call it holiday. Well, there's nothing to do about it now. It's it's over. 2020 yeah. is not over. Like it will be a relative topic. For you. years to come. I mean, it will be, yeah. it's not, it, it, 2020 is a brand, first off. Yeah. By, by, yeah. Uh, by, the, by the definition you and me live by, it is a <laughs> gut feeling a person has about a product, service, organization, event, whatever, in their heart of hearts. Um, yeah. I think, like, I think it'd be fun, like, I, I, I don't know where this would fit the clip, but like, I instantly, my first thing, I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to go into the gym and on all my garbage cans, I'm just going to put 2020 on the garbage cans and That's just awesome. like, and just people throwing away fucking trash 
2020. Yeah. Like I could picture some kind of funny promotional video where it's, you know, uh, where 2020 is some element of an inspired workout and people are just kind of like ragging on it. Like it's a wall ball that has like 2020 written on it and members like, and they're throwing it to the next guy and the next guy like drop kicks it out the gym. And it's like this triumphant, like we're moving on from 2020 kind of thing. Yeah. And, and but with comedy being the underlying thing, now I will say, it's hard enough for gym owners to put together a regular promotional video that's just a montage, no audio, no script, just scene, yeah. scene, 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 scene with some B-roll music underneath of it. Coming up with a script and something that's funny is is very difficult. <laughs> but I also think it would make a huge, unique in a thumb scroll world for a gym yeah. that could actually make. Because I mean, I've watched that video now two, including this one, you know, three times now in the past thirty minutes. It's so well done. Like, and yeah. I'm not talking like gyms need to do it on the scale of a Ryan Reynolds fucking production, but just yeah. the thought, like it's it's just the thought of actually comparing Satan dating 2020 and meeting on match.com. Yeah, it's brilliant. And them like going on dates and stealing toilet paper together, like they're and in like empty stadiums and yeah. shit. A hundred percent. Like anyway, so that that was something that I saw and it, it just made me realize that the one feeling I never get. I never get in gyms in the micro gym industry is laughter. I get motivation. I get rah, rah. I get the badass badge. I never get laughter. It's, it's, I think here's what it is. Here's what I think it is. People are afraid because a, a lot of, um, a lot of gyms are fighting against, you know, the bullshit personal trainer on Instagram and stuff like that. So they're seeking to legitimize fitness as a way to change your life and seeking to legitimize professional coaching and things like that. And the fear comes in when you start to add humor into that mix. But the truth is, if you can make someone laugh, you can get them to trust you, you know, and especially when it's about a shared experience like 2020, like you say 2020, everyone's going to feel some type of way about it, right? Uh, we all went through that year and to various intensities. And what I think that Match.com video did really well is it didn't touch on anything controversial. It managed to be really funny about 2020 with the stealing of the toilet paper and, you know, just being in an empty stadium, but didn't go near masks, didn't go near protests or anything crazy. Sure, nothing polarizing. That nothing polarizing you know and i think that's it, it that speaks to how well done it was and i think that's the other fear that gym owners might have like this is going to be an amateur production at best and then a they're not sure if they're going to be funny b they're not sure if they're going to piss someone off which seems to be impossible like yeah. these days you know whatever you do you're gonna someone's going to be upset about it yeah. so but yeah I, I would love to see more humor I Literally, as you, were as you were talking, here's one that came to mind. Remember Wilson Castaway? Yeah. Okay. Get a, get a Dynamax med ball. And there's just this opening scene of like, <laughs> you know, the date, March for most people in the US was like March 15th, 16th, when the world, when everything shut down for us. And it's yeah. like, and it's like, you know, members having to leave the gym and the gym owner locking the door and the med ball just kind of rolls out. It's got a frowny face on. And then it, I know some song in the background that's sad and, you know, despair and I miss my friends and, and it's the med ball just kind of like rolling by itself at a lonely dark gym, looking out the window and then a calendar, a calendar goes by like, 
like showing the days yeah. and that the med ball is kind of just sad and missing. And then the gym opens back up. Right. And the yeah, med ball, yeah. now it's a, it's a smiley face med ball. And he's being thrown up against the wall and he's super happy. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. that My kind of thing. thing. Like that, like, and I know that's a very rough, raw idea, but like, I think someone Uh could listen to that and be like, I know where you're going with that. And I think that shit's cheeky and funny and I like it. That's what I'm talking about. Like, how can you make me smile with fitness and laugh? Because I just, that's not a connotation. I think that's something I think people experience with fitness marketing right now. It's true. And I think it's a huge um, opportunity. And like, I have one as well. Like everyone's kind of done the home workouts and in the beginning we were all like, yeah, work out at home. And then you start to miss your friends and stuff. And it could just be like, everyone's working out at home with like just this miserable look, like how many more fucking air squats can I possibly do? Like this chair is not a bench press, like, you know, (laughs) that sort of stuff. And then they come back in the gym and everyone just like, runs to each other and is just talking yeah. and high-fiving and, and the coach is trying to teach the class in the background and everyone's just ignoring him like we don't care like yeah because everyone talks about communities the reason they stay right so everyone's just like catching up and hugging each other and like being really happy to be together well, then, again. but then you got to navigate the hugging is that pc is should we show that if i show people on camera now do they have to have a mask i mean we you hear we, we have no this. cases in australia so <laughs> We're hugging. No, um, I kid. We, we're like ten days without a case. Um, Are you guys really? Yeah, yeah. In oh, the shit. state that I'm in, but we just came out of like when we have five cases here, Stu. It's like shit gets locked down. Like yeah. you're wearing masks. No one's allowed to yeah, come yeah. to your house. Like super, like strict. So yeah. we just came out of that. So we're allowed thirty people at your house again and stuff like that. And you're allowed to hug people. So it's yeah. I get I get what you're saying. It, it's it's sure. And, every, and everyone's got to figure out that line for themselves, but it, it mm. just also, yeah, you, the way you're talking about everyone, you know, being sick and tired of fucking working out at home. Like I just yeah. pictured like the, the, you know, the mom who's having to use like milk jugs as like bicep yeah. curls. And then she does it. Yeah. Her husband just walks by and grabs it from her and starts drinking. And she's like, God damn it. I'm just trying to get a workout in. Like, you know, it, it makes me wonder like the milk jug thing. It makes yeah. me wonder like crossfit knew about this in like 2018 and like launched their marketing early because you know they went through that crazy phase with like yeah, just yeah, yeah. nine-year-olds on chairs lifting milk jugs. i'm like what the fuck is going yeah, on yeah. Your marketing? yeah um so, yeah. i it's yeah it's something that i think again humor i think is just not used enough in this space i do think it takes a very creative uh mindset but i also think there's probably a lot of like writers or comedians or comic relief sketch writers that like are probably out of work like in your city that like you'd be like hey i'm looking to work with somebody who's dabbled in comedy writing uh, to come up with a funny promo for my gym something that's really punchy that i could run with i just i'm just curious whether this experiment of can i create a ripple with funny because yeah. no one in my market's doing funny. They're all doing badass motivation, you know, reset, new year, new you, all that bullshit. Yeah. Actually, you know what, Stu? Me and you were about to like close to getting an angry DM from Jeremy Holly at Raging. Because oh, yeah. he has used humor. I don't know if you saw, but he does like he he DJs for some of the classes and he like gets on the mic and does funny no, shit. No, I haven't and seen he that. Like a, um, he created a character, I don't remember his name, but it was pretty funny. It was like, get him back in shape kind of thing. And, you know, like the nostalgic hero of like the guy who always wants to show you his tape from when yeah, he was yeah, yeah. Like in college football and stuff. 
Um, so you had a character like that. You used humor like quite effectively uh, for Rage and Fitness Co. So um, people can go back and check that out. But he's and and it works because it, it like I know I did his branding and stuff, but it stood out to me. I was like the way he rolled with it, and I think it just takes a little bit of courage. Like just be okay with making a little bit of a fool of yourself, and and it could pay dividends at least at least oh, to sure. your members who who've shared a joke with you and stuff like that. Yeah, know? no, I I agree a thousand percent. I think you know a, an honorable mention, a company in the fitness industry that's done humor really well in some of the videos. Um, I will say Active Life RX. Yeah. Um, one of his employees, his name is his Instagram handle is Larry the Human. He does these uh, monologue sketches, skits where he's a really shitty personal trainer. And so he's the shitty douchebag personal trainer. And then it cuts to him being the customer and just like these funny interactions. And it just, it's absolutely hilarious. These skits that this guy puts together. Um, So yeah, if you guys haven't seen any of those, I think that's a great way you could go ahead and incorporate some humor into some of your marketing. And, and, you know, if you can, um, megaphone your brand just from a different emotion than yeah. motivation rah 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 here's facts about nutrition blah 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 hmm. and and if you like if, if you want to just test it out like the tools are there use instagram reels quick videos you know yeah, it's yeah. like humor's part of that please try humor please do not like so, sometimes like i appreciate anything anyone does to make an effort with their brand but there's some things that I see, like I think last time I said resharing stories of people sharing your stories. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you said chap my dick or something like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So here, here's another one. Those Instagram reel and TikTok videos where people are just like either standing there or, or, or sitting and just fucking pointing to boxes with writing in them. Like I hate that. That, that for me is like, I don't know. I, I know it's getting like in the algorithm and all that, but... I just, maybe it's personal preference, but I just can't stand that kind of content. It's like, if you want people to read, just write the caption, you know? Yeah. That way you're, you're playing with the tools inside of the reels. And if you point here and pops up and then point here and pops yeah. up and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're and it's like that. seven things you didn't know about nutrition, bang, you don't need to eat whatever. <laughs> but really it's so, the seven things you've heard on 38 other fucking reels in the past week about nutrition is essentially exactly. That is. And 30 other personal trainers with great bodies just pointing to shit. Like we don't need more of that. So yeah. add humor and subtract the pointing at words. <laughs> Well, go ahead. Take us into this last section here that you've got lined up. So the last section is um, we want to do a theme with every podcast of like really practical advice that, you know, is timely. And uh, basically, once you've listened to this podcast, you can implement something to improve your brand and, and as a result, improve your business. And 2021, right, like we've just gone through the kind of uh craziness of 2020 and that's still carrying on things are still unpredictable so like how to do branding through you know crazy times unpredictable times um and i really don't want to use the word unprecedented times because it's been done to death but um you know what do you what can you do for sure when nothing is sure right so i'm going to kick off and say that the first thing is you're probably going to have a little bit more time on your hands. And this is just what I'm hearing from my clients over the past year. They have a little bit more time on their hands to focus on things like branding. And then, you know, 
sometimes when you have time, you don't know what to do with it because you're not sure which direction to go in. And I'm going to recommend two things is sit down, pen and paper and figure out like, go back in time when you first started your gym. Like what was that inception point, that, that thing that drove you, figure that out and then build on it and kind of get a get back to purpose is what what i'm getting at get back to like the reason that you started this because you know over the years you figure out what's generating revenue and you start moving towards that but go back and figure out what it was that you wanted to do differently to everybody else and see if you can't add experience to that purpose and and gain a new perspective around it and work on some of that um, and the second thing is like start reaching out to other local businesses start, you know, a lot of people say they want to be the kind of hub of professional fitness in their town, you know, take the time and do that, start to like foster some relationships and, and maybe offer, you know, a free seminar or things like that over Zoom, start doing something uh, to kind of build some of that with the extra time that you have, if you have extra time, some of you might be homeschooling children still. So, you know, you have no time, but no, if I, you do. I agree that a thousand percent. And um, my, my, my recommendation here echoes that to a degree. I do not believe that this is going to be a year of extreme growth. I don't believe 2021 is going to come with extreme growth. We'll all do better than we did in 2020, but there won't be, it's not going to pop off. A lot of things have been reminding people. There's been studies done. The treadmill companies did them years and years and years ago. If someone purchases X amount of dollars of at-home fitness equipment, the second it becomes obsolete due to them not using it, they don't immediately then go and buy a premium gym membership. It doesn't happen like that. There's what they call this guilt period where, honey, I bought this $2,2500 Peloton and all the weights that came with it. And I know I used it really kind of heavily for the first five weeks and I've kind of not really used it, but I'm now going to go to a $200 boutique gym membership that CrossFit gym down the street. Mm -hmm. That will not happen. There's generally this guilt period where someone rationalizes in their head. Well, I can't go spend money on more fitness. I've got this here, even though it's being a coat rack. Like it's serving no purpose. There is a guilt period. So people are like, oh, the second they get done and they're not using that Peloton anymore, they're going to come running in. No, they're not. There's already information in the interwebs about this. Like the, the fucking treadmill companies have known this for years. If they get someone that buys this thing, they're going to hold on to it for a period of time before that guilt period's over and they pursue their next fitness thing. So yeah. I, so with that being said, guys, I don't think 2021, you're going to see boop a big spike in growth, right? If you survive 2020 and you go out of business in 2021, that's going to be a shitty stat on your fucking resume for years to come. You'll be really upset about that. But yeah. I, so I don't think we're going to be losing more businesses in 2021. I do believe that growth will not peak, which means, you know, I, I think, you know, here's a good example. If you were doing 10 consultations per month prior in that 2019, so that's 10 hours per month. And then let's say you out of for 10 hours, it, it took you an additional uh, 10 hours of Facebook ads and scheduling posts and lead nurture and phone calls with the prospect. So we're talking 20 hours of that work per month that you're going to have at a much reduced rate. You're talking 200, 300, almost 400 hours of available time now. And, and not that you should just roll over and be like, well, if I'm not growing in 2021, I'm just going to roll over and not try. No, try, but you're going to try and your consultation book is not going to get filled up. Not like mm-hmm. it used to, at least not this year in 2021. And what could you be doing with that time? I believe creating a, 
a brand presence hyper-locally. And if I were to ask a, a micro gym owner, how many people in your town actually know you exist? They could probably get away without not feeling like a too big of a piece of shit. Like, well, not that many. Like, All yeah. right, cool. How many businesses in your town know you exist? Because there's far less businesses, far less people, than there are yeah. people. And they're like, oh, I don't know, no, nobody. I'm like, okay, now pause. What's the most popular brewery in town? The most popular grocery store in town? The most popular Italian restaurant in town? And you could probably name these local gems within your town that are, oh, that is the coffee spot. Everyone goes there. So hmm. if you can name businesses in your town that are doing it just fucking awesome and you're a consumer there, does that not lead you not like turn the light on you and look in the mirror and say, but wait, what, what the fuck? There are like, I get it if not everyone knows who I am, but there are businesses that are very popularly known in town for what yeah. they do. Why can't I be popularly known in town for what I do? And, and I think that's a very, that's like a moment where you're like, that holy is. shit. Like there's literally, like, Jim's like, but there's six other gyms in town. I'm like, okay, six gyms. So out of six. 400 restaurants. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't beat six guys and five other guys in a race. You're telling me yeah. out of six, that, that's the number. That's where when there's six other fucking competitors, you lose at yeah. six. Oh yeah. my God. Like, I, I, okay. So what do you do then? You spend this time to completely do everything you can in your power to create a brand awareness, create an actual brand, what it is people think in between their fucking brain when they hear your name out there. And mm -hmm. it could be all the organic gorilla stuff I've talked about in the past, pop-up workouts and, you know, collabs with other businesses, the podcast thing. Um, we just had a, a honey bear, ba honey bear bake shop. This is a, a bakery that started in COVID here in Charlotte, North Carolina. She yeah. delivers cookies and people pick up cookies and she just makes these dope ass cookies. And we had her on the podcast and now we're doing a collab where we want to do something. She does them in these really nice boxes. Hmm. Like, can I yeah, get box. some urban movement paraphernalia inside the box? Like, Hey, yeah. cook first cookies, but yeah, then burpee, but then burpees, right? And then call urban movement for a free week, right? Yeah, like yeah, that nice. kind of thing. You know, hopefully, yeah. you know, if our customers don't think we're fat shaming them or something. Um, but to that, but like again, but like that's my thing. How many businesses can I get on the podcast? Because that creates an initial relationship. And then how yeah. many of those can I have collabs with? And if I can do that, then I become a guy in town that is well known by their businesses. I start doing other things, and then people be and hence end up knowing me. It's a yeah. slow trickle, but I know twenty. And if anyone's listening, to this twenty twenty one minus my license model is going to be a slow year at Urban Movement HQ here in Charlotte, North Carolina. I know that. I don't expect this yeah, to have I think, any I think that's going to be the case everywhere, right? Like and, yeah. and with all businesses. And I love that idea of becoming, you know that place in town because and it, it's easy to say oh well that's a brewery like everyone loves beer well oh that's a pizza place everyone loves pizza everyone if you've seen the united states at least like everyone likes fitness everyone likes the perception of liking fitness exactly exactly and like this is what i'm saying if you have a brand which is you have something that you believe that's different to everyone else and you're presenting it in a way that's appealing to people people will be drawn to it it doesn't matter if you're just you can be 
like a guy who just sells spoons, but you sell the coolest spoons and you have like, you know, for every spoon they buy, you give a spoon, to, like, you yeah, know, whatever. Like a Tom's of spoons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Tom's shoes, yeah. of spoons, you know, yeah, like yeah. something that makes people want to be involved. And you can be that as a gym, like you can be that as a brand. Um, you can go out there and you can become very popular. It doesn't have to be something that everyone loves immediately, but you can be that person where people are like, hey, you know, like I vibe with that. Easiest way to do this and easiest way to make yourself approachable to businesses. And this is a play that I do with all of my clients, whoever I build a website for have a, and you can do this. Like if you're handling your own website, building a new, whatever you're doing, create a page on your website that is like, you know, living healthy locally or something along those lines and list out the best hiking trails, the best places to go for a bike ride, the best place to go get, you know, healthy salads and things like that, smoothies, the best coffee place in town, your favorite places, you know, and someone might be new to town. You might be in a place like Charlotte where there's a lot of transplants, right? Like the best place to get a good haircut so you don't look like shit on your first day of work, you know, in this new town. Just very good, like local information. And it makes it a lot easier to approach that business and say, hey, look, you know, like I feature you on my website. Maybe there's something we can do together. I don't even know if you know that I exist. This is what I do for people. And, you know, if anyone needs fitness, tell them to hit me up. And you'd be surprised. Like I've, I've, I've seen people have this on their website, approach other businesses and be like, well, you know, we've all been thinking about becoming a little bit healthier ourselves. Can we come in and train and free class and whatnot? You know, you build these relationships. It's, it takes legwork and it takes, you know, if you don't like the kind of feeling of a cold call or like, you know, approaching people, it's good practice for that. And it's great practice for dealing with clients as well. Right. Yeah. So a, a thousand percent. It just, for sure. it, again, I think there's a lot of guys that live under the illusion of the, again, going back to the, when digital marketing, six week challenges, Facebook ads were the end all be all. And they live under this illusion that they can do this behind a keyboard, hit some buttons, send some money to Mark Zuckerberg, and and then that's how growth happens. And it's not. And there's not a single brand out there, not a single one that's successful that didn't have like a like a guerrilla grassroots effort to collab with other yeah. people. Um, For sure. Yeah, and it's just you see this you see this in apparel collabs. You see this businesses doing stuff with other businesses. Like yeah. it's. Um, Anyway, it's just one of those things where I think for some people, that's a light bulb moment that goes off in their head. Like, okay, I'm going to have some more downtime. I just need to accept that plan accordingly. If I made it through 2020, I can make it through 2021 because I'll make more money in 2021 than I did in 2020. But I could probably, because, you know, the excuse prior is like, I just don't have time. I don't have time, Stu. We're so busy. Like, Mm. you're going to be less busy, fucker. I promise you're going to be less busy. People are going to be less busy. And I think it's, it's, that's what you can do for sure right? When everything's unsure, people are going to have two things. They're going to still need someone to help them with their fitness and they're going to want to help local businesses. That's just like, I believe humans have an intrinsically altruistic and compassionate spirit, right? Especially for those around them. So if you can become one of those like local hero businesses that people want to help out and want to drive business to and just want to support and be a part of, Um, you know, you can be that. That comes from offering value. So don't think that you can just approach the local pizza place and drop like 50 flyers there and and 
people are just going to be running in. You have to actually do something for other people. So if you're not genuinely interested in like being a part of the community, if you just want to take without giving, it's never going to work. And I, I don't believe that anyone listening to this is that way because, um, you know, you'd be a hedge fund manager or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> not today though. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you'd be, you wouldn't be so drawn to a profession where you're literally helping people get healthy. Uh, so yeah, be, be real about it and figure out, like have a bit of a re- retrospective on 2020 as well. I think that's something that people could benefit from of like, what did you do that worked? What did you do that didn't work? What could you have done better to make some things work? And what are you going to keep? You know, because gyms are going to open up again, you know, the vaccines coming and all that sort of stuff. Things are going to, like you said, 2021 is going to pick up, but it's not going to peak. But figure out, like, do you want to keep online workouts? Do you want to keep remote workouts? Um, What are you going to do? Like, how are you, what are you going to bring from 2020 that was good? Like, go through the ashes and figure out, like, if there's some embers that could catch fire um, and bring them along to 2021 and see what happens. Amen, my man. A fucking man. Alrighty. Um, Boris signing off. Uh, thank you brother for organizing. I like this new format, this nice structure. Yeah, We're going to see if we can stick to it. Yes. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. I mean, it depends, <laughs> depends how far off track we run or how many beers. Either of us has. <laughs> Actually, I do, I do have one thing as we sign up, as we sign what up, up? Um, reading about noble clay and also reading, like just kind of looking at what happened to, health overall in 2020 because my whole thing with you know wanting to do branding and and websites and stuff exclusively for the fitness industry was because um i wasn't a good coach when i dabbled with like you know my crossfit insanity of like coaching after after work hours and doing fundamentals and i was like i want to be involved in some way but i realized i could put my skill set of branding and, and and marketing and knowledge towards kind of furthering the cause of making people healthier. Um, And in 2020, like people got unhealthier, you know, what can we do to move this forward? So like, that's, that's a big thing that I'm passionate about is actually being part of making people healthier and and making health and fitness more accessible to people. So I think that's why I was so taken with a concept like noble clay. If you are that kind of facility, if you are that kind of gym with a mission that's truly altruistic um, and you need some help on the branding side, I'm setting some time aside this year to do like kind of like a pro bono um, free consulting type of thing where I help businesses like this who have a mission-driven approach to see if we can't further their cause and, and, and kind of amplify it a little bit. So if you are that kind of business, reach out to me, boris at metconcreative.com.au and see if we can't work together and do something and, and do some good in the world, right? You're good people, brother. You're doing good good work for good people. Good work for good people. Always, That's right. always. That's right. All righty. <laughs> Talk man. to you guys soon. Peace. Appreciate it.